Welcome to the Rise Resolute Podcast. I'm Gina Meyer. I'm a doctor of physical therapy committed to empowering every woman to live a vibrant, fulfilling, experience-seeking, and healthy life. I am so pumped today to have Sierra Vendini on the podcast. She is the founder of the Women's Crown and Anchor Football Club here in SoCal. She's a mom, and she's pretty fantastic. So welcome, Sierra. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, I'm so pumped to talk a little bit more about your journey and the way that you champion women. Um, But before we do that, will you um, just give the listener, Sierra, a little bit more background on you and who you are? Definitely. So like Gina said, I founded the Women's Club of the Crown and Anchor. Um, We're the only semi-professional women's soccer team in Ventura County. And um, we've been doing pretty well. I'm also a mom. I have two daughters, so it's really important to me to just like lead by example for them and show them what we can do as women. Awesome. Yeah. And I can, I mean, we'll talk more about it, but I can attest to the true strength and power out there um, during the games. And you guys are an amazing group of women. So um, we'll get into that more in a minute, though. And uh, yeah, let's 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 start with this. I want to hear from you, Sierra, a little bit about your journey. And by that, I mean, maybe some highlights on some key moments um, in your in your own journey that have kind of brought you to where you are today. Um, For sure. So when, yeah, thinking about a key moment, it's not a highlight, but it's something that changed just, I think, my life path. Um, And that was getting valley fever in high school, which is pretty much a pulmonary disease. Um, And I was sick for over a year and didn't go to school. I was homeschooled. And before that, I was, you know, uh, running. I did track cross country and soccer. I was really on track to just be a collegiate athlete, whatever it was. And like, that's just like all I did. I was an athlete. Um, and after that, I just didn't feel strong. I went back and had one more year of sports in school, um, in high school before college, but because of that and just not feeling strong. And I don't know, I think I felt maybe, a little relief of having more time. Also, I chose not to do any collegiate sports at all. Um, and that gave me the opportunity to go on study abroad and kind of find myself more in college. Like I looked at college as a self-discovery journey almost. I wasn't really that concerned with what classes I was taking because I just didn't feel like they would affect my life as much as my experiences did because I just knew so many people who worked outside of their, you know, collegiate background and things like that. And I just felt like college was for me almost, you know? And so, yeah, getting sick, that changed my life. Instead of doing two a days and being an athlete, I went on study abroad and I met my husband and lived in Europe for three years. So I think that something that changed my life yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's amazing. And you know, there's a lot of talk about the one when one door closes another opens and it's kind of a cliche, but but still it's so valuable to put out there and that you know when something like this happens and it's a struggle, I mean you were sick for a year, um that to keep in the back of our mind when we're going through these things that sometimes, you know, what's coming next is more amazing than we could have imagined. And um I know you and so I know your journey abroad was phenomenal and shaped, you know, your your life now um so it's really cool the way that it all turned out and funny how life works out in that way um and so along those lines do you can you share with us if you have a personal vision sierra or some kind of a life philosophy that's been with you through all of this 
So I would say my vision and philosophy changes as I grow and as I become more mature and more, mm, I don't want to say confident because I think confident can be false confidence a lot of time, but just really more comfortable with who I am and making decisions for my family. Uh Um, So my vision really for 2022 is just to take advantage of every opportunity. Don't let anything pass me by and do what I can while I can. And when I say that, like what I mean is I recently just took on two new jobs. Like I'm just doing the things that I love now that I feel like I can do them almost. You know what I mean? And then my other philosophy, and this is really important to me, I have two kind of parts, is to set boundaries and say no and prioritize my nuclear family. We really learned that during COVID, how much we love spending time with just us. I come from a really big family and I love them to death, but you just need to say no sometimes. Yeah. Um, they're, they're really supportive of us. They love us. And it's just been kind of a learning process for all of us to realize that we need a little bit more of a boundary sometimes. Um, and that's nothing against my family or anything, uh, but prioritizing my nuclear family who lives in my home is definitely a big thing for me just moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I love how that's sort of a yin and a yang because the first part is do what I can. In other words, take advantage of opportunities and say yes when you can to things that, you know, are meaningful. But then, by you know, on the other hand, also remembering that you can't say yes to everything and you ha- sometimes have to say no and you have to, like you said, prioritize the things that are important. Um, it's it, That's an important message to put out there for people because you can go after things in life with all your passion Um, But that doesn't mean you have to say yes to everything, right? Um, There's a balance there. Yeah. Very cool. So tell me a little bit about, you know, the struggles that you faced in your life. Do you feel like, um, you know, being sick for a year like that or anything else that you've gone through, Sierra, do you believe that we can, you know, really develop strength through our, our struggles? Absolutely. So after like getting valley fever, I really didn't feel very strong. Before that, being strong physically and kind of that translated to me mentally was really easy. I didn't have to try. I was just a natural athlete. And I think um, after Valley Fever, I still felt like since I had to try almost, like I couldn't be strong. And it took me like literally years. I didn't give up on being an athlete. You know, like when you take a class and they ask you what you are, especially like a language class, they ask you to do like three adjectives. And I would always put athlete first, even after Valley Fever and everything. And I didn't give up on it. I played club in college and then I played uh, futsal when I lived in Spain. Loved it. Um, But I almost feel like I needed to go through something even more difficult to realize that I could be strong and resilient again. And the thing that was more difficult, I don't think there's anything in the world more difficult was having kids. Yeah. (laughs) And I love, I love my children. I always wanted to have kids. It was always been in me to be a mom, but uh, for me, pregnancy was not enjoyable or easy. I told people it was worse than having Valley fever because it's how (laughs) I felt like I was like, that's a level, you know? Um, And then birth was absolutely terrible. (laughs) Um, And after that, you know, somehow I realized I went through this and these kids came out of my body and they're alive and they're great. I could do whatever I wanted. And between my two kids, I joined a boot camp gym and would wake up at 3.30 in the morning and go to class at four in the morning and then bring my kid and go to work. 
And, you know, I don't do that now. I think it was kind of nuts, but I just kind of <laughs> found strength again almost. Um, yeah. And that's probably why I have to see you because I didn't recover <laughs> <laughs> properly. I just threw myself in, but, you know, like it did help me find my mental strength, even though maybe it wasn't the right <laughs> physical thing to do. Right. Yeah. I love this, you know, and you're right. We do need to take the steps to strengthen our bodies and make sure that we, you know, don't have injuries. But I love that you're talking about, um, you know, how the hard things that we do like motherhood, um, really helps us reveal our deeper layer of strength. And for any mom out there who's listening right now, who has like a baby napping and then like another one who's trying to color with you or something, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, realize that even though you're worn down and you're tired and it's hard, hard work, um, you know, this is shaping you, it's revealing your strength and who knows what's to come. Right. So keep going, keep going. Um, Okay, along those lines with strength, um, I this is a new question for 2022, and I really love it. Um, What, Sierra? What does courage mean to you? Okay, so I thought about this a lot, and I think a lot of people perceive courage as really big moments, and in my mind, I think of it as small things every day that you're uncomfortable with and doing those things. Like just for example, I hate calling people and making an appointment. I don't like talking to strangers on the phone. And as a young kid, even in high school, I, my parents would make me do that, make my own appointments, talk to people, introduce myself, speak up, even no matter how much I didn't want to do it. And even as an adult, I'll maybe delay a day before I have to do something like that. And then I go and do it. And I think that really translates into everything else I do, because even on the soccer team, you know, like we're choosing teams and getting bibs and no one wants to have a bib. And I just go and grab a bib. And someone's like, well, usually if you have a bib, that means second team. And I'm like, yeah, well, we have to get started. We got to get going. You know, it doesn't I don't care. (laughs) You know, you just like going first, speaking up, doing small things. And then when something bigger comes along, it's almost like you've prepared yourself to be uncomfortable do it. So I just think really small things every day. I love it. I love that. That's a great answer. And it's so true. And and it makes it less overwhelming. You know, when we think about this, these small things, these small steps we can take every day to be courageous. Um, yeah. And there's such power in that. Um, I love it. Because I was made to do those things and speak for myself instead of having my parents do them. Like, I don't think I would have made it through study abroad without them because I had to go live in a country, speak a foreign language. When I first got there, I got off the bus in the wrong city. Like, and I had to go and talk to a bunch of people and get on a new bus and all these kinds of things. And if I was too afraid to talk to people, I would have just been sat at the bus stop, you know, like, yeah. so I just think that really just helped me in every aspect of life. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And again, it goes back to this whole thing that, you know, the struggles or, you know, being pushed a little bit out of your comfort zone, it's always preparing us for what's to come. It's always shaping us um, for what's to come. So very, very cool. Um, well, tell me a little bit about your connections to other women. You know that I love to talk about female empowerment and how we can lift each other up. Um, do you have any examples to share with us of how, you know, your connections have shaped you as a person? Definitely. Um, my mom and dad got divorced when I was three and I was really raised by a lot of women. And Fortunately, my mom was remarried when I was six and I love my stepdad. I call him my dad. He's an amazing person. But looking back as an adult, you almost see a different 
perception. And I didn't even realize until a few years ago how much time I spent with my grandma and like how much she influenced my life. Um, Basically, just small things like teaching me how to bake and wrap presents, things that I do almost every day, you know, really small things I learned from her. Like I didn't learn all of those things from my mom because she was going to school and working and taking care of our finances. And I just learned so much. And luckily, um, I kept in touch with my grandma on my uh, biological dad's side as well. So I really grew up with three grandmas. And luckily, I knew two great grandmas. Um, And so all of those women, just each one of them gave me something different. Um, We had different kinds of relationships and different things, but I just learned so much from them. And also, as an adult, I got to learn about their life before they were moms and grandmas. And I asked them a lot of questions and learning about their struggles just almost makes me feel so privileged. They just went through so many struggles that you just don't know as a kid. And they just kept going no matter what to take care of you. So they definitely should. Life. This really resonates with me. Um, you know, my my grandparent on my father's side is deceased, my grandma, um, but I spent a lot of time with her too growing up. And um, you know, those lessons that we can take forward, they 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 really carry on even after they're gone from this earth. And those lessons, I don't know if your grandparents are still living, but. Um, you know, in my hard moments, I still hear my grandma when I was upset, she used to say, Hey babe, she would call me babe. She was like this old Italian woman, but I hear her voice and it just strengthens me to think about that. Like, okay, I've got this, you know? Um, and it's amazing how powerful those connections to, you know, our, our family and, and other women can be. So thank you for sharing that. Um, in another direction, which may or may not tie into this, this sort of, um, line of talking, Tell me about how you define success, Sierra. Okay. Um, So I think success is like being able to support your family financially while also prioritizing like them and taking care of their mental and physical well-being and your own. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of other people. And that's like the base level of success. And then after that, is being able to achieve that while pursuing your passion. And I think that's something that I've shifted to in the last two years. Before that, I worked, I had a great job, um, but it wasn't what I love to do. And then now I've really shifted to what I really want to do. And I do see a shift in kind of like our family dynamic. Like maybe I'm a little busier, but I'm also a little bit more just like free, happy-go-lucky, just doing what I want to do. And so I'm obviously really privileged to be able to do that. Um, and I just think that's kind of almost the next level of success. Yeah. I mean, I would totally agree. I think, you know, being able to follow, I had a patient one time, he said, I tell my kids to follow their bliss. And I loved that. And I think being able to follow our bliss in our lives, in other words, to, to, choose a job that we love, that we go to work and we feel, you know, maybe not every single moment, but we just feel passionate about the work we do. It just makes such a difference. I love that. Um, And so tell us about, so I know part of what you're doing currently as a founder of the Women's Crown and Anchor Club is, is really working to empower women. Um, do you, do you see that? Do you, do you feel like that's the way that you're cultivating empowerment in your life and the lives of others? Or will you speak to that a little bit for me? Definitely. So I, I started the team because I really feel like at some point in an athlete's life, no matter how far they get, whether they play in high school, college, professional, their athletic career ends. But that doesn't have to mean that their athleticism ends. 
And so I just felt I didn't even play in college, but I did feel like it was such a part of my life that when people get done, most people don't go to play professional. You know, they have a career, they become a mom and all these things are wonderful and part of their life. But the biggest part of their life for previously was dropped. And they're, you know, doing this for five, six hours a day and all of a sudden it's gone. And as a really competitive person, maybe overly competitive, <laughs> I enjoy Sunday leagues or casual leagues. And that also might be just because of like who I am as a soccer player. I'm not extremely skilled. I'm very just uh, aggressive. And so if we're just playing for fun, it's not really fun for me. And so I wanted this team to be a place where anyone who was athletic and good and competitive could play. Um, and so we now have our summer professional league and our summer professional team. And there are so many women that have been so grateful and said, I wish they had this when I came out of college. But even now, part of my goal is to provide a community for those women who are older, maybe not quite good enough to play in the league, but they come to practice and that practice is more competitive than a Sunday league and they love it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm empowering all these women on the team by that. And the next part of empowerment is the girls that come to our games, including my kids. Most of the time, I'm one of the oldest players on the field. I'm one of the few moms and I'm one of the only people who didn't play in college, like all of our girls have played D1 almost, and I didn't, but I still stuck with it. And so just being out there playing 90 minutes, having my girls see that after like every up and down of my athletic journey is just really important to me. They don't know all those details, but I'm still doing it and they're still seeing it. And eventually they'll know those details and be like, wow, like, how did she do that if she didn't even play in college, you know, yeah. um, empowering the women's community around me and then empowering all the little girls. Yeah, I love it. And it's so true. And honestly, this is the reason to chase our dreams because our kids see us and they model what we do. And, mm -hmm. you know, we can think that, it, it, it's it, we have a lot of guilt, right? There's a lot, there can be a lot of guilt around this stuff and, you know, always and, and thinking, oh, I shouldn't take the time to pursue my dreams or the things that I love or my passions or, you know, my athleticism. But honestly, it is so good for our children to see these things. They need to see it, especially the little girls and to know, yeah. you know, and to know that it's meaningful and, and, you know, can, that we can do hard things and it, it doesn't have to end at some point in our lives. We continue to grow and, you know, chase dreams, you know, hopefully for as long as we're on this planet. But I love that. Very cool. Um, okay, so for women out there who are feeling stuck, like they're, they're really not, um, you know, especially exercise-wise, they're not um, getting in their movement, they're not, you know, running or playing soccer or playing a sport or following their passions that way, what would you say to them if they're feeling stuck and they're, and they're wanting to maybe pursue something like this? Just do it. Just yeah. Just <laughs> do it because the reason I met Gina, a wonderful person, is because I injured my back over a year ago and I've been going to see her and she's been really helping me. But before that, you know, I'm someone who's always ran and kind of looked down on walking. I'm like, oh, that's not for me. Um, but after injuring my back, I've been walking. Even yesterday, I'm still playing soccer. I'm still competing. I went on a mile and a half walk and it burns calories and I felt good. Yeah. So like no matter what it is, just do it. Make sure you enjoy it so you can be consistent. So if you're taking a walk, you call someone who you haven't talked to that you miss or you listen to a podcast or music, just making yourself enjoy it really makes you want to do it again. And then you'll feel good. Like it took me a long time to 
get back into working out after my back injury this last couple of years. And I felt so much better once I just did it consistently, just a couple, like two weeks in a row, then it won't be hard anymore. That's all you need. You just have to start. I love how you say to make sure you enjoy it. I hope everyone out there is hearing that. Make (laughs) sure you enjoy it. It's not that it's always going to be easy, but choose something that you enjoy. Life is too short. It's just too short. Mm -hmm. Go out and do something that you enjoy that brings you joy, and then you can be consistent. I love that point. That's such a good point. Um, Okay, before we uh, do a couple little wrap-up questions, um, Mm -hmm. I just want to give you the opportunity, if you have any other uh, words of encouragement or positive vibes that you want to put out there for women who might be listening today. Totally. I would just say, take a chance on yourself. Like most of us have that it factor inside of us. And we're just too afraid to take a step off the normal path or take a risk. And you already have it in you if you let it out. So just take a chance on you and good things will happen. Ah, So powerful. I love it. Very awesome. Um, Okay, a couple quick little questions at the end here to wrap up. Um, Mm -hmm. The first is that I want to hear from you um, just little things in your day-to-day that bring you joy, that make you happy, Sierra. Honestly, getting my workout in, no matter what it is, it really helps (laughs) me, especially if I do it in the morning. It gets me going. Um, When I don't have it in the morning, I really struggle to do it in the afternoon. And anyone can have a different kind of timeline. It might be if you don't do it in the afternoon, you struggle, right? But for me, I just, it just relaxes me and makes me less on edge because as a very busy woman and mom, I'm on edge a little bit more than I'd like to sometimes. So if I just get that in, I just am nicer. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I'm totally with you on that. I feel the same. It makes me feel more at peace to, you know, get some exercise in. And I think there's something physiological about that too. You know, there's something on a scientific level that just the hormones that are released, et cetera, they help us to be in a better place. But okay, the last two are complete the sentences. Okay. Okay. So um, I'm going to start the sentence and this is going out to anyone who's listening today. Okay. Okay. So take your time if you need to. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. Complete the sentence. Open your mind to open your mind to new possibilities. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. Um, And they're always fresh. Like, you know, every day brings new new possibility and new opportunity. Um, Okay, last one. Complete the sentence. Together we can. Together we can lift each other up in a strong community of women. Yes, this is so true and something that I completely believe in together. Together, we're so much stronger. And, um, you know, our job really is to walk together and lift each other up along this way. Otherwise, how are we going to make it? We're not going to make it (laughs) by ourselves. So thank you so much for coming on today. You know that I love you. And I um, really appreciate you sharing some of your journey with our listeners. Yeah, I had a great time. And I just hope a lot of women are able to hear not only this episode, but all your episodes and just really feel stronger and like they can do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Hear these words. You can do whatever you want to do. So gain strength from this episode and go do it, ladies. It's okay to take a chance on yourself. Be invested in your passions and be unafraid. Um, We believe in you. We believe we're stronger together. Let's lift each other up. Connected. We can rise.